Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. Welcome to this Sunday edition of Heritage Bible Radio, where we've been continuing in our study of Jesus' Galilean ministry, specifically through Mark's perspective as he recorded it in Mark chapter 3, verses 7 through 12. The Galilean ministry was a display of Jesus' divine authority and power. In this final segment of the message, Pastor Jim will focus in on things that we can learn from this passage. For instance, why did Jesus withdraw from the crowds, and what can we learn from that? What can we learn about our depraved hearts and what being in Christ means to us now in light of our sinfulness? Should we respond differently to him than these crowds did? Do we call ourselves Christians for the right reasons, or are we perhaps selfishly motivated? And how should we respond to the misguided world around us? Should we be looking for political solutions and influence, or is our responsibility different? And how else should we follow his example? Well, here is the last piece of the message entitled, Frustrating Fame. So Matthew is going to reiterate Look at the beginning of Matthew twelve twenty. A battered reed he will not break off, and a smoldering wick he will not put out. Now, the, he is Jesus. The, he is the my servant, which refers to Jesus. And he's, uh, Matthew is saying this is accurately describing Jesus. Now, that's not terminology we use. Um, I don't think anybody has said the words battered reed to me all week, or smoldering wick. But in those days, this was a very vivid illustration. A reed could have many uses. You know, the reeds, the stuff that grow in the swamp or by the river. It could be, a reed could be made into a flute, as a shepherd would use it to calm the sheep and while away the hours. But it would only last so long, it wasn't made of metal, and it would become soft or cracked, so it was useless. So the, the shepherd would break the weed and throw it away, get another one. Or when an oil lamp would burn down to the point that the wick was too short to soak up the oil and produce a steady flame, the wick would only smolder and make a bunch of smoke, no light. Thus, it was useless, and it would be put out and thrown away, just like the broken reed. Now, commentators are unanimous in agreeing that the battered reed and the smoldering wick are symbols for people who are bruised and burned out. And the contrast is between Jesus my servant, and the Pharisees. The Pharisees treated people who didn't fit in with them as worthless, useless, the ones to be cast aside. But Jesus sees them as precious, in need of repair, and worth the effort to show compassion to them. So while the Pharisees 
plan his murder in secret, while they continue to manipulate and intimidate people into following them, Jesus is pouring himself out in compassion for the downtrodden, for the weary, for the heavy laden souls, for the have-nots, for the, the humble ones. Oh, and to the ultimate humiliation of the Pharisees, he also gave himself even to the Gentiles who would believe. So look at the end of verse 20 and the, verse 21 in Matthew 12. Until he leads justice to victory and, his na- and in his name the Gentiles will hope. You see, when Jesus comes again, he will bring victory with him. Right will win, ultimately. And all who trust in Him will have salvation, including both Jews and Gentiles. But it's not going to be because, be because one kingdom of this world overcomes the others. It's the kingdom that is not of this world comes. And Jesus Himself reigns in perfect truth, in perfect justice, in perfect righteousness for the glory of God. Now what do you do with a a passage like this. You know, it, to me, this is really interesting. I love seeing how the Old Testament and the New Testament fit together. I love to see the, the details of the, of the life of Christ. I just taught it in Russia a week before last and had a great time discussing all of this. But what's this here for that we can take home with us today? Well, I already gave you the example of how to handle Scripture. Yes, know it, hide it in your heart, but know its meaning. But what else can we say about this? Well, I think you can learn from Jesus' example. You can learn to trust God's timing in, in all things. Understand that nobody could harm Jesus until it was the time that God appointed for it to happen. And in the meantime, Jesus very wisely withdrew from unnecessary hubbub and unnecessary conflict. You can learn that just as God chose to, shoot, to send His Son for your redemption, He has graciously chosen you to receive all the benefits of the work of Jesus Christ. And do you realize that now that you are in Christ by faith, you too are well-pleasing to God? There are some people who love to emphasize how, how wicked we are, how depraved we are. And by the way, we are totally depraved. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. But don't leave it there. That's why you need a Savior. But in the Savior, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And by the way, I memorized that word perfect from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Understand, you can bring a smile to the face of God just by walking by faith and obeying His Word. And by the way, you can also learn that just as God put His Spirit upon Jesus to empower Him for the work that He had to do? Do you realize it is that very same Holy Spirit He sent to dwell within you 
to enable you to have the strength that you need to serve Him, to obey Him, to choose to, be, to, to walk by His Spirit, to choose to manifest the fruit of the Spirit, to choose to be filled with His Spirit so that you can worship Him in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to God. Oh yeah, I memorized that too. You see... You take those things and you fill your heart with them and you understand the riches that you have in Christ. And though there's not a command in our passage that you must go do something, you can understand that just as God sent His Son, His perfect servant, to bring eternal life to all who believe, both Jew and Gentile, you realize when we walk out these doors, we have the privilege and the responsibility to go out into the world and to proclaim the gospel to Everyone who intersects our lives. There's a lot that we can learn from this. You can also learn that as Jesus brought a spiritual message of redemption from your sins, that you can be like He was. You don't need to get mired down, hung up in the political battles in your world. Jesus had nothing to do with that. And by the way, it was a big deal. The Jews hated Rome. Rome wanted to just keep the Jews from having an uprising, and there there was a tender balance of hatred between them. But Jesus did not come to reform the politics of Rome. He told people, you submit to the authorities that are over you. And by the way, if He wrote that to people who lived under the emperor Nero... It can equally apply to you and me. Things are not that bad here. You can rise above it all and and, and bring the message that changes people for eternity. Somebody asked me when I came into church this morning, you know, how are things over in Russia? Okay, you know, spring weather like Boise, snow one day, sunshine the next day, wind one day, rain the next day. Uh, you know that, that that's a, no 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 I mean I mean with all the stuff going on in the world and Syria and all those things you know what it didn't make one single ounce of difference they laugh at Putin and Trump as much as we do they realize that that's yeah that's geopolitical they realize that this world is declining it is falling apart And you know what? Give me a choice to live under our system or their system. I'll take ours in a heartbeat every single time. But you know what? None of that matters at all. We're not here to reform a society. We're here to bring a message of good news that even though you were dead in your trespasses and sins, You can be made alive in Christ. What a great time to stop, shut up, thank God for sending His Son to live and die and rise again and come again. So let's pray. Our Father, how we thank You for, well, all of this. Thank You for Your Son and making Him known to us. Thank You for what He accomplished for our redemption. Oh, put the message of the gospel on our hearts and bring us to 
people who are prepared to hear it. May we speak it when it's popular and when it's not, when it's easy and when it's hard, that you might use us to draw to yourself those whom you would bring to the Savior. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.